What's up, everybody? E Squared the podcast, and as always, it's Jalen Gasper with my co-host Andre Jackson. And today we're gonna be what? <laughs> 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 oh my God, you got it right. I see you, you thought I was gonna say that. Yeah, exactly. Now shut up and introduce our uh, new host for today. I'm in a good mood now, guys. How you doing? Yes, <laughs> Andre Jackson. We have an entertainment episode here for you guys today. Uh, we're gonna be getting into a little bit of our top three of certain things. Uh, we have our two amazing friends and co-hosts for today, Eric and Jay. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves real quick? I'm Jade, and I'll be acting. Oh. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone. I'm Eric, but you can call me uh, Lil E. <laughs> and uh, well, my area of expertise comes from pop culture, fashion, entertainment, and so forth. Yeah, so yeah, you're gonna be hearing uh, Lil E or Eric's voice a lot uh, when we are uh, talking about uh, anything that has to do with pop culture or pop entertainment, cause this is our go-to guy and uh, guru. Well, what's the first thing we're gonna be talking about today? Uh, well, first, I, we we I, I forgot to even tell you guys for today's episode, we're gonna be doing something very special for pop entertainment, to where we're gonna be basically just pitting our favorite artists against each other and seeing who's the best. So can you elaborate a little bit further on Jay? Well, we're really just going to be talking about our top three underrated artists, our top three favorite albums, and our top three favorite movies. We're just going to give our list, you know, personally. If you guys out there would, you know, like to submit yours in the comments or give us suggestions, maybe things we'll miss when we say ours, you know, you're free to do that. But we're just going to give our favorite, I feel like those are some important things when we're talking about entertainment, you know, your artists, your favorite albums, and your favorite movies to watch. Exactly, and I mean, uh, I, to be honest, people been tell uh, these two been telling, uh, Andre and Jay been telling me that uh, they're bored of the politics, so we need to start doing some entertainment. It's with been them. a lot. A lot of politics, I know a lot of seriousness can really be depressing at times. So, yes. so we gotta lighten the moon with some entertainment. Okay, uh, we, uh, who would like to go first and say their top three underrated artists? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, my top three underrated artists is Smino, No Name, and Nao, and they're all just great artists. They, um, Smino and No Name are rappers. Um, I hate to kind of like put artists in bubbles but that's you know that's their area of expertise in music and then you have Nao she's a very very fantastic vocalist and she experiments with her voice and her music and in ways that you know some artists today not necessarily today but have been afraid to try to do and she does it live she um she attempts to do it live as well so yeah those are my top three underrated artists what about you, Eric? Who's your top uh, three underrated? Well, since Jay took one of my answers, oh. uh, which was Nao. If you don't know who Nao is, she does uh, funk and electronic music, and it's this brand new type of neo-soul genre, and it's stunning. But my three um, artists, uh, two of them are two British songstresses, and one of them is Jessie J. Uh, she's vocally underrated. She can riff yeah. anything. She can run anything. And she just won a uh, singing talent show in China. And she gets paid bank yeah, every what, single... What was it, like, seven million? I, I believe seven, seven million episode. And cool. she ended up taking the title home. So I don't know if she got, you know... I'm sure she made more money. Yeah, that winner, yeah exactly. Um, another British songstress is Paloma Faith. Paloma Faith, her... Something about her is so intriguing from her vocal fries to her 
enunciation to her emotion in her songs. It's just so beautiful. And my last uh, underrated artist is kind of a two-in-one because they're both the same person, but it's Carmen and Queen Herbie. And if you don't know who they are, Carmen was actually a, a pop group uh, who used to do covers on YouTube. Uh, you may remember, look at me now. But now they are rebranded as a rap group. And she raps, and her flow is incredible, and her husband does all the production. So. That's dope. Yeah, that, that Sade song is lit. They, they got a Sade song? What, what, what they called it, uh, Sade. Like, you know, movie. Sade like, in the movie. 90s. It's yeah. a really good song. Check it out. It, it is lit. Uh, what about you? You know, we got to get our Muslim perspective. What are, what are yeah, your top I three? I couldn't escape it. But, uh, <laughs> I guess my three would be, obviously, number one is Big Crit. He is heavily slept on. Uh, I love his music, especially because I'm from the South. I relate to it religiously. Uh, my second one would have to be probably the most lyrical rapper of all time, if you ask me. Yes, exactly. Uh, I was hoping you yeah, sure. Yeah. A lot of people are asleep on him because some of his music is so hard to di- digest sometimes. But it's always great. I won't say always. But when it's great, it's great. <laughs> great yeah. Know? And my last person will be a, a singer, a songwriter, a Citizen Cope. He makes a lot of music that I, I still listen to today. <coughs> it came out at least maybe like 10 years ago. And I still listen to his music. It's great. Oh, man. Hey. I, I I think you told me about Citizen Coach, but I I just haven't listened to him. If you've ever seen Coach Carter, you've heard a song before. Mm-hmm. It's in the movie. Oh yeah, okay. Oh wow, Citizen Coach that old? Yeah, uh, let the drummer kick that. You probably oh, know the song. It's yeah. got the piano in it. Yeah. I like oh that. wow, dang, that would be that's crazy. Well, uh, for my uh, top three underrated artists, I would have to first steal one of your picks and say Lupe Fiasco just because of his lyricism. Yeah, exactly. His his lyricism, man. But and, and to you saying that his music is hard to digest at times, you know, it, you got to go to Harvard to be a Lupe stand. Uh, that, that's all I got. That's all. Wanna, the man himself. That's all I want to say about that. And my second underrated uh, pick will be Saba. And Saba is a rapper that comes from the uh, Chicago area, along with No Name Gypsy. And I just really like his flow because um, he takes. He has such a diverse flow, and he plays with. Uh, you could say the trap flow, but what I love about his flow to even when he plays with the trap flow is not simple lyrics. It's very you know complex lyrics that you that you know that took time. It's like he'll be rapping like one minute, one second, and just switch the flow completely up. And then my last underrated artist artist has to be Future. And I know a lot of people like Future man. Future not underrated. He a famous world rapper man. Everybody been to know. The reason why I say Future is underrated is because of his lyricism. I feel like his lyricism is underrated, heavily underrated. Because since he uses the trap form in this free space of type rap, he doesn't, you know, rap like a Kendrick or a J. Cole, but he does say some very deep stuff. If you guys ever have the chance, listen to his song, Coding Crazy, and like listen to it along with the lyrics. Because he's from Atlanta, so you probably can't understand what he's saying. But listen to it along with the lyrics, man. That, that'll be, has to be one of my favorite underrated picks. But uh, my question is, you know, because this is a debate show, so we got to put them against each other. If you were to pick one person out of your top three underrated artists to put against each other's underrated artists, who would it be? In, t- in terms of being more underrated or in terms of talent? The terms of being more underrated. Mm. Big 
At first, we got Big Crit and No Name, okay? Queen Herbie, since you guys Queen are both Herbie. saying uh, rappers, I'm going to say a rapper as well. Okay. Queen Because she's also really underrated. She literally only has like 400 followers. I just found out about her from y'all, so I was sleeping. Well, see, and like, I, I'm not really going to say any of my picks, because even though my picks are hella underrated, I, would, I really think Big Crit... For the status that he has, for the things mm-hmm. that he has done, and the status that he should be held to, like of course he he's hella underrated. Kendrick yeah. Lamar shouted him out in control for a reason. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And exactly. For me personally, he has the Kanye run where mm-hmm. his first four or I dare say five albums all perfect to me. You know what I'm saying, yeah. Kanye? Whatever he's doing now and in the past three four years i'm not going to talk about that mm-hmm. but when he first came out and his run of his celebrity was perfect to me and big crit his first four albums slash mixtapes all of them i played them front to back you know what i'm saying that's why i love his music yeah. he deserves way more attention he should be up there with kendrick and j cole he, he really should definitely just in the terms of rapping and the fact that a lot of people don't know this but he he produces a lot of his right. own stuff and he he not only produces stuff but he he he'll even have songs that he made himself and give them to other people he started mm-hmm. making beats off his xbox uh, ps4 ps3 it was, it was ps3 it was ps2 ps2 it was his ps2 not his ps3 4 or made, xbox uh, dreaming if you ever heard of dreaming he made that Man, this That's dude return of this dude talented. It take half of y'all producers, like a million engineers, you know. And he, if he y'all just, even know the producers, yeah, you most of y'all just find it dope. It off uh, SoundCloud <laughs> yeah, yeah. or something. You stealing something from YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> a dope YouTube uh Eric, what be? Uh, can you tell them our next topic? Uh, but before we go to that, we it's decided that Big Crit is the most underrated artist. Yeah, yeah, I, agree. I, I could, I no could agree with sleep, that. Sleep, sleep yeah, she's she's heavily slept on. And I too. think that uh, like with Queen Herbie, she once once she gets more elevated and people start learning because a lot of people just have to get to her rebranding herself. Mm-hmm. Like you always say, a lot of people really miss Carmen because mm-hmm. Carmen was a great group too. They made great music during Carmen. So once people learn, like once people kind of just shift with her, she could really shoot off. So what'll be our next? Uh... Well, our next top three. Since we're talking about music, what are your top three favorite albums of all time? Of all time. Ooh. Jay, you want to take this one first? Um, <clears throat> my uh first, my my first, my uh top three albums are uh the score, um by the Fugees, um Miss Education of Lauren Hill, and Continuum by John Mayer. What about you, Ernie? What about me? Uh, okay. My number one of all time, Tipping Butterfly. Gives it, me more, it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a timeless album for me, personally. My second one is uh, Isaiah Rashad, The Sun's Trade. I love that album. It speaks to me, you know what I'm saying? Personally, you know, as a young mm-hmm. dude, I relate to a lot of the stuff he talk about in that album. And my last one, it's not the same as I said yesterday, but today... How I'm feeling and you know just where I'm at. It's late registration. Late registration. Kanye West. Kanye, man, that's actually one of my favorite Kanye West. Uh, hey, hey, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, I would have to say top five. My top three would be, um, the Cool by Lupe Fiasco, of course. That's one of his best albums. That's top five. And then Sade Promises. I love that album because my mom used to always play it. And there's the song Jezebel that's on it, and it just it's so dark, but it's so real. And it comes from such a real place. And then my uh, third and last album will be Good Kid, Mad City by Kenny Lamar. 
Lil' Kenny Lamar. That's his best album. Of, like, I love how you say Pimp to Butterfly, but Good Kid, Mad City had the biggest impact. But before we even debate that, oh, we gotta hear Eric's picks. Uh... <laughs> Well, my top three is... The first one is Melodrama by Lord. One word to describe it, art. I don't even have to debate it. Uh, the next uh, album is Control by SZA. She just... It was so raw and vulnerable. And it came from such a dark place. It had moments of everything. It had moments of regret. Moments of trust. Moments of love. And to hear snippets from her female family members was really enlightening. And my final album yeah. is... Freudian by Daniel Caesar. Just a great album through and through. It's yeah. a great love album. So is he like more R&B or is he kind of popish? Because I've, I've heard, obviously I've heard. I think he's more R&B. I would he's definitely, R&B. Com- definitely R&B. more than consider him more R&B. Yeah. Um, he has, I guess, you know, he'll have songs that'll hit a mainstream level that'll almost make it seem as though he could be kind of in the popish arena. But uh, I would, the content of his music would qualify him more of an R&B type artist. And I really like his music because even it, it, I love music that's so cryptic, you know, and Daniel Caesar has cryptic music to where, like, a lot of people can listen to his songs and get different things out of them. It is so cryptic, but of course we gotta put them against each other. If you would have a favorite album, your favorite album, and you would have to put it up for battle, what would be your favorite album? The score. Period. Point blank. Out of there. It ain't no... It, it's really nothing else to say about it. I'm throwing everything. Like, because it's... I mean, like, literally. You just... The score literally spoke from the standpoint of every black person in America at that time point. The Mask was one of the greatest songs on the album simply because, you know, he he literally spoke about his boss wanted him to get somebody fired. I see I see that you're doing your hard work. I see that you're doing what you can, but can you be the spy of the next man? And he was like, oh, you must got me con- confused. I don't want to be that dude. You know what I'm saying? They just talked about some real raw stuff in the score that I really appreciate. Well, my album would have to be Melodrama by Lord. Just for her age, she's a musical genius. For, if you've listened to her first album, Pure Heroine, this album is just a continuation. You can see the growth and maturity that she has in her character. Everything is so descriptive, her production value. She makes pop music, not pop music. She has elements she of hip hop, she has she elements is. of indie, she has elements of rock. Everything is just so cohesive. And you can tell she took her, but definitely with melodrama. I, I listen to melodrama through and through, and it, you could tell she really took her time with that project. And it just wasn't, you know, uh, engineers who already had the song for them, Cardi B. But and they just went into nope. the studio. Nope. <laughs> Unnecessary slug at winning. Yeah, Invasion of Privacy was a five at the best, but we're not talking about that. What about you, Andre? Mine would probably, it'd probably be Dependent Butterfly. The whole reveal at the end of the album once you find out, and I haven't listened to it, that he's been talking to Tupac in some form the entire time was was nice. Just it was it was just yeah. unexpected for me personally, and just how he knows how to frame an album uh, from interludes to the overall overarching theme of the album that's amazing, and how he can treat himself and his voice kind of like an instrument when he necessarily doesn't play an instrument, where it's not like Kendrick would pull up and 
start playing a trumpet part that's in the song right <laughs> but he'll tweak his voice and he'll, yeah. he'll spit a different flow to fit the beat differently and his lyricism is always best and it's best on that album that's that's mine yeah I, I, I would uh, I would have to say Good Kid Mad City but I would have before I say why it's my favorite album I do have to attest to it being the best Kendrick Lamar album that's your personal opinion? Yeah, yeah, no, that's no, asking, no, that's you... no, To Pimp to Butterfly oh, is okay. the best Kendrick Lamar album. Kid, Good Kid, Mad City is my favorite album, but To Pimp to Butterfly, he was just, you could tell it was him 100% in the studio, you know, to yeah, accomplish sure. what you want. For, for, for Kendrick Lamar, like you said, not to play any instruments at all and to have such a intricate sound like he did to um, to Pimp to Butterfly and even on Untitled or Master. Exactly. I mean, that album yeah. was so good that it ended up being another album. Or exactly, bro. And those, and those in Untitled or Master itself was just some profound work to where like you could tell he was with the engineer 24-7. He knows the sound, what he wants to hear. Exactly. But I would have to say Good Kid, Mad City is my favorite album just because of his impact. The impact that it had on the culture at the time was so huge. Yeah, everybody was crazy. Exactly. Everybody was, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah every- <laughs> like, that was pop culture at the time. Yeah, exactly. Crap. You know what I'm you saying? Money the- Trees is a classic. Oh, bro, Money Trees. Oh, that was J-Rock, huh? But didn't J-Rock end up making a Money Trees uh, part Yeah, two? Money Trees do. Yeah, exactly. And that's how, like, I love that everything on that song except for I'm Real. I'm Real, I'm Real, I'm Really. You could tell that was a I single. You could tell that was a single, but songs like Sing About Me, uh, I mean, Sing About Me, I'm Thawing the Thirst, uh, Good Kid, uh, Mad City were, were just, you know, in your face. I'm talking about the lyricism was in your face, real lyricism. Like, he was talking about a girl getting tossed. Like, is that a what? Yeah, it's true. He, he's very uh, upfront about shit that he's seen and experienced. I just want to ask you guys, we all picked our favorite album. If you could pick one song off your favorite album, what would it be? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't talk about that. Hey, hey, no, that, I, that was just the question on the No, block. we got if you. Could just, know. It doesn't have to be your favorite. What's, just, what's the song you love off your album? I have a tie for melodrama, Liability, Liability, and Writer in the Dark. Two of the Ooh, most deepest darkest. and darkest songs. Dark. She literally is like taking like a pen and poking at her heart with all her words it's stunning and then she's taking the blood from her heart and then writes down the lyrics like that's how dark it is it was that we, we were trying to play a, a version of what Eric yeah, was trying that to play that was off of melodrama yeah uh-uh. but he was very overzealous Jay what about you oh um oh okay I just had to ready or not yeah all right, uh, yes, off I love the score song. and the mask that's my two favorite songs after school. Okay. Uh, I would have to say Sing About Me of Dying of Thirst, bro. Okay. I mean, that pretty much is two songs. Too, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Got the cut. Yeah. But yeah. That, that's one of his real songs. He never released that uh, video for that shit, though. You know, he, and I was mad because I seen, like, the preview or something. <laughs> like, they was working on it or something. And then, like, I never seen it. And then I seen that he did some, like, art with somebody. And I thought it was the real video. But turns out it was, like, a dead. lyric video. Exactly. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I, and I was kind of pissed off. What about To Bimp the Butterfly? What's your favorite song in that? Uh, probably You. Just because how personal it is. And it's even more exemplified when you watch the video. Uh, I can't. I think it's God. It's not God's but It's something where he did a medley of songs. But You and Institutionalized. Oh, Institutionalized. Yeah. 
I, the I, I, production on that is crazy. It is a one. I also like uh, you ain't gotta lie. Oh yeah, that, you, ain't gotta lie. Kicking, hey. you ain't gotta lie. You ain't gotta lie. You ain't gotta lie. So Jay, what'll be um to uh start off our last you know entertainment uh what'll be your top three movies? Oh movies, yes. This is yes. My top three movies: A Time to Kill, Godfather Part Two, and Leon the Professional. What about you, eh? Uh, <laughs> mm, one of them has to be Amélie, which is a French film, completely in French. The, it's just so beautiful. The story is beautiful. The colors. Um, my second film, a lot of people, including myself, may not like her that much, Jennifer Lawrence, but she really did do good in Silver Linings Playbook. Plus, I have uh, a very... I hold Robert De Niro very close to my heart. <laughs> and the final movie, it's really absurd, but up. The animated movie with the little boy and the grandpa. Just the colors. Like, the first ten minutes of the movie has no dialogue. But it tells a story with just little clues. It's very stunning. Just to look at. And up is... That's cinema. a Pixar movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah Pixar always is good. always cinematically great. And Up was one of those movies. Very cinematically great. Yeah. Um, what about you? Our Muslim perspective, what's your top three movies? Well, but in Saudi Arabia, I can't even like look at movies like that. Oh, my God. Personally, for me, I'm going to pick a generic one for my first one, kind of. Uh, obviously, Dark Knight. It's my favorite movie. Heath Ledger's performance was great. And I feel like everybody did an amazing job in that. I can't remember his name right, right now. You know, there's so. a saying. If you put a lot of British people in the movie, it's going to be good. A lot of people don't know that. Some of your favorite actors have British accents. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, that whole movie was damn near British cast. Like, like and, and I, I have no problem with that because I see, like, the British talent. I really love it. But what's some more of your favorite movies? Uh, my second one would have to be American Gangster. That's... It's my fav- one of my favorite movies, but it's my second favorite Denzel Washington performance behind Training Day. But I love the movie. You know what I'm saying? I, it's great from the uh, beginning to end. And my last one is going to be uh, an animated film. Uh, if you ever have time, and you're going to need time to watch this movie, it's almost three hours. And you're going to have to be paying attention from start to finish. So, you know, sit down and be ready for the story. But uh, Akira is great. Uh, it came out at least like 30... Uh, probably almost 40 years ago but the animation it still looks great in today's time and, and the story even though it, it's, it, it can be kind of confusing it, it's still great like it, it, it doesn't make sense for me saying it right now but when you when you actually look at Akira you'll understand that it's such a great story it's such a great story and um, for my top three movies I would have to say number one of course is Back to the Future Back to the Future is my favorite movie of all time generic but it's a classic Great plot. If you ever seen the Family Guy episode when uh, uh, Brian was playing the guitar at prom, that that was homage to Back to the Future. By the way, it's just a great movie, man. And uh, my second favorite movie has to be Detroit. Uh, It came out last year, and it was basically based on the Detroit riots that happened. Um, And like, it really opened my eyes because I didn't know anything about the Detroit riots that happened. just to see that you know that level of hate was still going on and and that level of segregation to where like you know the cops were just really killing black people and like it was just sad you know uh 
it was really intense. It's one of those movies you just gonna walk out very mad, but very educated too. And I'll say my last movie has to be one of my favorites too. Um, it's also an animation movie, uh, but uh, How Is Moving Castle. It was uh, directed and illustrated by Homo Miyazaki, one of my favorite animators. Um, his attention to detail is just so crisp, so amazing. You feel like you're inside of it. It is just amazing. Um, so I would have to ask you guys, what movie would you say is your best and you'll put against each other? The Dark Knight. Not too many movies can say they they. Uh, it was so great that one of the actors passed away after it. You know? And see, and that, that makes me, I, that makes me not even want to debate that. This, and if that is just this terrible way to put I, it, that, on that you. is true. But, it, I'm sorry. <laughs> but his his performance, you know, in it, it I, I genuinely enjoyed it. I'm, it's unfortunate because that that's it had the complete opposite in like the acting world. Though once that type of stuff happens, that almost means that you like almost did too good of a, a job. Yeah, when method acting control. goes too that's, far. Yeah, it's a, a form. It's a, yeah, it's exactly it's a form of acting called method acting. Acting going to a place that you're not uh, able to get yourself out of with the snap of a finger. It's, it's hard to shake that Yeah, off. so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but that's very unfortunate. And the fact that you even put it like that, I can't even, it's hard to debate because nobody has died after giving such a great let me, performance. Let me rescind my previous statement. I, ge- I genuinely enjoyed the movie. Even though his uh, performance was great, I won't say that's the only part I liked about the movie. Everybody yeah, else yeah. was in it. Yeah. Everybody else was good in it. I'm sorry. Yeah. He said everybody else. Yeah, well, everybody else yeah. had to be. That's what made it a movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Come on. <laughs> but what would you put against Dark Knight, though? If I That's had to saying. put anything against Dark Knight, it'd be Leon the Professional. I, uh, I'm sorry. That was a really side. good movie. Leon the Professional yeah. was really That's good. That's in Pro Force. You remember the dude who teleports and just disappears? Oh, the That's dude Leon. I was sucking. Yeah. yeah, I was yeah. sucking at him because I didn't watch the movie, so I didn't know his power. Mm-hmm. That's when he's uh, protecting that little girl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good movie. That she was a, uh, a she was like a little baby assassin in training. I see, and I feel like I'm not adequate enough to go against it, but I can go against you and Eric. Pick what pick, uh, Eric? What's your pick? Mine is the most absurd. There's no way to debate it. You just have to watch it. Amelie, it's a French movie, completely in French. What's it about? It's about this girl on her quest in Paris. It's just so interesting to watch. She's so inquisitive and curious to everything and like the soundtrack really guides her along the way to find what she is really looking for there it's kind of a coming of age yeah okay i love soundtracks for me when i'm watching anime that's like 50 percent of what makes the anime good or exactly a great soundtrack and that's why i say howl's moving castle is better than all that except for leon the professional because i've never seen it before but it's better than a dark knight I'll say House Moving Castle. Uh, I won't agree with you, but I don't understand. <laughs> I, I won't necessarily but I understand agree. understand where you at, though. You know what I'm saying? Because this is a pretty damn good movie, though. Man, from That's animation to everything. But what I really wanted to ask all you guys, um, because, like, since we did this top three, I was exposed to new things that I haven't even heard of. Um, what I really want to ask all you guys, how important do you feel it is to be diverse and the things that you watch and listen to. Who <clears throat> Lord? Being that I'm an artist and um and uh and that artistry in all forms kind of just shapes the what I do and molds what I do. Um, I'm a step away from being an artist. I'm gonna just be a regular person because everybody don't act. Everybody mm-hmm. don't you know paint or does poetry. There are athletes in the world. There are people that are, you know go to school to be doctors. 
who does and they that. Can, they can be artists in the Yeah, and, and yeah, artists in their own way. But I'm gonna just take it back from you know being an actress and why I benefit from looking mm-hmm. at uh, diverse uh, artistry. I just think that it it just it enlightens you to other people's lives. People put their lives into what they do, their art. You know, whether it be singing, acting, dancing, painting, damn, got sculpting. You know, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it may be, people put their whole lives into it in some sort of way. Sort of way. And when you open, when you allow yourself to to see those type of of things, like Frida uh, Kahlo movie, is a great movie. Great, great movie. It's called Frida Kahlo. It's called Frida. Frida. And what's the Selma Hayek? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, she was in it, uh, and she played because she she played Freedom. I might have, I, I think I seen it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, and you kind of just it opens just you not only to other cultures, but it opens your 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 eyes up to other people's traumas and the things that they went through and the decisions that they made and why they did other things. Even through a simple song, a simple painting. You ever y'all ever seen a painting that just made you be like? What made them paint that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was going through their head when they painted that? Mm-hmm. And what space were they in mentally prior to making this piece of art? You know what I'm saying? So that's why I think it's so important to be diverse in the things that you not only, you know, choose to support but consume. Uh, and what I wanted to ask you, Eric, is on the opposite side of that spectrum, how can a per- how can a person listen to listening to only something that they're used to or um being exposed just, you know, limiting themselves to their culture, how can that be toxic to them and their growth? I think you just answered the question within the question. They're they're <laughs> limiting themselves to a specific standpoint of thinking what is the norm and what is hearsay right or wrong. But if you know, as an artist and as a person who uses their own body and emotions as a canvas, there's just so much more than the surface. You mm-hmm. look at mm-hmm. Lord's album and you think it's a pop album. It's much more of that. You, you look at, uh, damn, Kendrick Lamar, it's a rap album. No, it won a Pulitzer Prize for a reason. There's just so more, much more in depth. And if you actually take the time to listen, to read, to do your research, make sure you have all the credible sources. You'll be enlightened more when you when you actually care and you're willing Ooh, yeah. to expand from your own knowledge and your own perceptions of what art is. Because bottom line, art is subjective. To every single person, yeah. art is different. True. But it depends on everyone's definition of what they think is art. And, and I feel like that can, like you guys said, that can really help us grow. And But I really like what you said, you know. It, it's a lot of people just like to think surface, you know. And I feel like what this podcast does is that we take, we strip that away. Mm-hmm. We take the surface ideas and like, no, let's go deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, yeah, you listen to, you know, Migos, but why do you listen to them? And what, what are they talking about? You know, why are they talking about this? You know. That's uh, I feel is true. You uh you can't live your life thinking that you're a book that's already been written. Your life is the writing of your book. I feel like when we put ourselves in this box, you kind of start to like things that fit your need or your mm-hmm. taste that's mm-hmm. already been predetermined. Like instead of going through like just keeping yourself open to things, and for all you know, this box that you were in when you were. 15 is two miles away from where you're at right now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. if you live your life how, uh, you know, against what Jade and Eric are saying, where you uh, 
don't keep yourself open to new things, you limit yourself and you don't allow yourself to grow, I mean, you're going to be stagnant, you know? That's why I feel like uh, continue to keep yourself open to everything, you know what I'm saying? Uh, regardless of whether you think you may not like it, don't follow what you think you might not uh, you might not like. Go experience it and then you know I don't like this instead exactly. of you running around living your life on assumptions. And, and I just feel a lot of people are scared. A yes. lot of people What are you scared. like isn't law. Yes, what you like or what you believe or what you do isn't law. And that's what this podcast wants to strip down. We like to strip down these titles, these labels, because we want to go to a deeper meaning. And we want to understand that that's how you understand the beauty in everything. Is, is when you actually go and look and, and you mine for it, you know, you mine for gold. You know, it's just not already in, you know, a special case box, you know, uh, on top of the mountain. And you know everybody climbing to it. No, not that's not real gold. That might be life, you know, and success. That uh, but real gold is mind. You have mm-hmm. to dig in the dirt for it. Sure. And to end this episode, we really want to know what you guys think. Who's your favorite artist? And not only who's your favorite artist, but what steps do you take to make sure that you're not stuck in a stagnant box to where you're only listening to one type of music. Um, uh, there's a lot of people out here, a lot of underground artists, a lot of um, artists that are yet to be discovered, and more importantly, a lot of people today who have artistry in them, but they're scared to take that first step. Don't be afraid to record, and don't be be really don't be afraid to support. You know, this is just a disclaimer for me, and just you know, I'm running my mouth, but I really you know have been having this on my mind for the longest. But if you have if your best friends a rapper, support them. If your best friend's a singer and she and they're trying to, you know, get their name out there, support them at every step. Support them like you support your favorite rappers. Support them like you your favorite rappers that you you ain't even met before. You know, you'll post a you'll post a snap with you and, and uh, singing your favorite uh, the tune of your favorite sing, uh, singer or your favorite rapper, and you haven't even met them before. Do that with your friend. Never be afraid to support the people around you. It, it, it creates a community. And, you know, you never know when you're going to need support. Exactly. You know? And it, don't do it for uh, the results or because you want something, just because it's the right thing to do. You know, once you start living your life like that and being open to that, it becomes natural. It becomes the environment that you exist in where people actually care. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's going to contribute to the creation of more and more beautiful things where, uh, you know, some people who may be out there being a plumber or a ditch digger or working at McDonald's who could have been an artist, they could have been a sculptor or a painter or uh, a rapper or a singer, but they never had the support. They never had somebody reach out and say, hey, you can do this. You can be as great as you uh, desire to be. The sky's the limit, you know? And for all you know, that person that you supported five years later on is going to support you when you need it. Exactly, exactly. So make sure you support your people, you support your community, and support your people. Uh, Number one above everything, just support your people. Um, Do you guys have any last words before I tell these uglies what to do? No, y'all just head on, just like to uh, express on Jalen, like, uh, of what Jalen was saying about, you know, broadening your horizons as far as artistry go. If um, we could all just broaden our horizons, if y'all want to head to our Instagram page or our Twitter page and comment what y'all favorite artist is. And comment, leave a song for us to listen to. 
Cause that, yeah. then we'll, you know what I'm saying. Then we'll know and we can see and we'll listen and you never know who y'all could put us on. Yeah, and who I love we finding put y'all new music. On. Yeah, we love listening to new music, new artistry. Tag us in somebody that you know painting. You know that you know does artistry and things of that nature of any kind of any sort. Just let us know. And that's also a way of supporting your fellow friends that are doing art and is not getting the outlet that we that they need because E2 the podcast we share all types of stuff. So if we feel like y'all doing some great art, we don't mind supporting y'all so that's all tell them tell them like she said head on to the instagram and the twitter e at e to the podcast just it's just e to the podcast no underscore no anything and just give us feedback please give us feedback tell us how you feel keep favoring the podcast keep subscribing on uh, apple podcast and like always we like to have our hosts sign off today you know Mm. in the day Mm. off with a good little sign off Y'all be good. God bless y'all hearts and all y'all parts. Next time, America.